How much of my voice does it pick up? I don't know how much of your voice does it pick up. I don't know. There's only one way to find out. I mean, is this good? I'm not sure. I think this is good. Well. All right, now this is the last one for no ordinary pod take purposes. We're trending on the stand, and I think the stand's working. So, let's hear it, Noah. This is no ordinary pod. Live! No ordinary pod. We're live in person. Gotta do it twice. This is no ordinary pod. Choo choo! No ordinary pod. It's so nice to hear that soothing voice in person for once. And if you've heard that correctly, Michael Duggar, Noah Hemer, live in person. We are live from Fort La- downtown Fort Lauderdale, Florida with a <laughs> beautiful view of Tommy and Nino's blinders, uh, some construction zones. There's some cool water tower in the background, some cool graffiti, but yes, we are live in person. Sorry for that little that intro. We were trying to figure out, we didn't really think it through. We don't have the technology. We're not making money for this yet. Well, not money through the recordings, merchandise we are. A little bit. Um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> uh, so we're trying to figure out the proper way to talk on the mics. We each bought our mics, bought our computers, then we realized... We can hear each other echo throughout the room. Tried my mic, didn't work. Then we just took a swing on Noah's mic and it works and we're here talking, sharing a mic. Noah, we're both on vacation, but the people missed out on last week, so we got double pods for them coming this week. How are you doing, fresh off of vacation? In the end of your vacation? Doing well, doing well, you know. Um, I got another couple weeks till school starts. Just happy summer classes are over. Um, yeah, just looking forward to it's finally football season. Can finally say that it's football season in, in the fullest. We got college football training camps heating up. We got preseason uh, camps heating up. And speaking of heating up, we got the extreme weather update for the week as well. Oh, we have to. We yeah, have, yeah, to. have to. This um, is the week. We, we are recording this. I can't even see from back here. August 12th, 5, 16 p.m. We've had a long day. So, Noah. Am I supposed to guess or you have the web update for the people? No, guess for the, what the, where the highest high and the lowest low was. International? No, nah, just, just... Is it Death Valley? No, it's not. Is it in California? Can't. No, it's not. Kansas? No, it's not. It's not in Kansas. Hmm. I will guess... Somewhere in Oklahoma, Texas. Mm, yep, right state. Texas? Yeah. Corpus Christi? Nope. Uh, Dang, you heard you said that C. Rio Grande. Oh, it's Rio Grande? Yes. Rio Grande River? Yes. Let's look up, let's Google it real quick. How hot is it? It was 112. Yeah, great, I know. Great band. I know. Terrible and, weather. Um, and where do you think the lowest low was? Repeating state. Oregon, Idaho. Is it the third one? <laughs> Wyoming? Or is, Montana. Is it? No, it's not either of those. Okay, I'm going to go with Idaho. Yep, okay, nice. Uh, I know three cities in Oklahoma. Pocomo? Pocomo? What is it? <laughs> Pocatello? Pocatello? <laughs> no. Where? It was uh, Copper Basin, Idaho. Where is that? North, south, It's east. right in the middle of the state. Right in the middle of the state. Copper Base, Idaho? Let's take a little Google at it. Well, you, you typed in Indago. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry. Copper Base, Idaho. Is it a waterfall? Oh, this looks sweet. It's like right in the middle. There are a bunch of mountains in there, valleys in between. Really windy. Not really a whole lot out there. Potatoes. You know, that's like potato t- country. T- t- typical Idaho. Yeah. All right. Well, man, Idaho, Cal. Was it California again? No, Idaho, Texas. Texas. Tejas. Short memory right now. Thank you for another weather update. Everyone hydrate out there. Drink water. That's one of our little models here. So, like you said, we're gonna be doing. This is going to be a quarterback-heavy podcast. We're going to talk very quickly about arguably the most, not arguably, the most accomplished quarterback of all time. There's some stuff going on with him. There's um, rookie quarterbacks' first impressions. And then we're going to give you some fantasy quarterback advice. We're going to go by, I ranked some tiers. Noah is going to, maybe I'll post him on Twitter when we tweet the, article, tweet the episode out. Noah's going to go back, and we're going to go back and forth, see if I'm wrong, see his thoughts, fantasy. And maybe just do like a quarterback- just quarterback thing in general. So let's start with Tom Brady. And Tom Brady's contract was restructured where he has a lot of money in the first year of this year. And then after that, it's not guaranteed. So that was a little weird. Maybe it's like, oh, no, he's going to restructure his contract, do something for, for the final year of his career. And then he put his $39 million house in Massachusetts for sale. And that's when people are starting to connect some dots a little bit. So, Noah, do you think that it's all just blowing smoke that... Tom is putting it on the market because he said he he kind of just said you know don't believe everything you read in a radio interview. So do you think that there's that we're coming to the end of Brady? We are. This is Brady's final season, or is this Brady's final season in New England? I don't think Brady's going to end up playing anywhere else. Um, but where there is smoke, there is fire. Yes. And so maybe he's just getting ready. For his, po- I mean, he seems like he's a guy. Tom Brady is a guy that has always had a plan. You know, you, you don't ever look at him and watch him play football, and he doesn't not have a plan. Mm-hmm. So this is just him being forward thinking. He may even be, you know, two years, three years, the next three years starting quarterback for the Patriots. But mm-hmm. I think this is just more future family planning. Tom Brady yeah. doing what he does. You know, his wife makes a lot of money anyways. They probably don't need that house. You know, they probably don't really need <laughs> a lot of what they have probably but, probably didn't really need their uh, the restructured money either no you know like it, it but i don't i to answer your question no i do think i think he will not i think i don't think he'd be able to do it to himself to go play somewhere else because a lot of the players that go play somewhere else are for two reasons one last minute paychecks mm-hmm. look i mean not in particular but like even ray allen in the in the NBA, like he yeah. went to a couple of different, cha- he did both of them. He was go, he was chasing championships, mm-hmm. but also getting those last minute paychecks. Yeah. And he's has both of those has money and has rings. So why would he leave everything just to go somewhere else? It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. Well, he went, I don't think he'd leave Belichick. That's the thing. Uh, maybe it's, maybe it's the, that Seth Wickers, I think it's Wickersman article last year where they were talking about how there was some discourse between, I don't know about Brady and Belichick, but, there was just discourse within the Patriots organization. I don't don't think that. I don't. I just can't see Brady in another uniform. What team is ready to contend now that needs a quarterback upgrade? Minnesota Vikings. I don't think that's gonna. I don't think they're gonna shut. They're not gonna be able to get rid of Kirk Cousins' salary. Although that would be an ideal situation, honestly. Matt, you insert Tom with that with that assist offense and defense and all that and those coaching staff. I think it'd be lights out. But. Let's get to some rookie QB first impressions. You want to start with I didn't only one I watch is Kyler Murray to stay on brand. 
So, do you want to talk Kyler? Yeah. All right, let's talk Kyler. What were your thoughts from the one drive where he went five for six, 40, uh, high 40s in yards, great escape out of the pro- uh, pressure, even though they're flag called? What were your initial thoughts on Kyler and the Cardinals? I was mainly watching the offense because they're going to be really vanilla. They were really vanilla in terms of what they were showing, where they were going to be going with the football, what kind of offensive schemes that they were playing with. And I just, I was really happy to see Kyler not look too frazzled. You know, like we saw uh, Drew Locke in the opener, uh, the Hall of Fame game versus for the Broncos. And he just looked really out of place and didn't really look like he was all comfortable. Um, Haskins also didn't look like he was comfortable, but you know, they went a lot of five wide, a lot of 10 personnel and which is the one running back, no tight ends. And it was cool to see him just get all the way spread out, spread out the entire offense and then just take what they were giving him. And if it would have been something where he just needed to scramble with his legs, that would have been an option. He can definitely do that, but it was nice to see that he was in an offense. that's going to spread out the receivers allow him to just identify a couple different mismatches like he had at Oklahoma, um, a big guy that was a mismatch. Or I guess he didn't really play with him. He didn't play with Mark Andrews. But that type of guy Mm -hmm. um, where you just try to find an athletic specimen to go back and forth between someone that is an inferior DB. And like we said, like, that's not bad. Mm -hmm. Drew Locke went 17 of 28 for 180, uh, touchdown and an interception, which isn't bad. Mm -hmm. Um but Flat look of Flacco. Three of four, 19 yards. Under seven average yard air yards per attempt, at least. Sorry to interrupt you with the Kyler. No, no, it, it's all right. But Drew Locke can take some time. You know, Fangio was real about it. He was honest about it and said, yeah, he's a good passer. But that's all he's really good is just passing the football from one person to another. Can't really read defenses. Does, can't really process things all that quick. But has a good arm. And I, res- I, I appreciate the honesty in the coach speak. But... Back to Kyler, I'm just I'm just excited to see what that offense is going to fully entail. And honestly, another thing that's interesting is, you know, one of the reasons why Chip Kelly's teams back in the day, or I shouldn't even say back in the day, but why Chip Kelly's te- old Eagles team struggled to win football games is because, yes, their offense was moving fast, and, yes, a lot of defenses couldn't keep up with them. But a lot of it was they were moving so quickly and sometimes getting three and outs very quickly, and that defense was getting put back on the field with very little time to recover. And so I'm curious to see if Kingsbury's going to have anything to kind of balance that. I don't know if they're necessarily going to have to worry about that this year because I don't know if they're going to be playing with a lot of leads. You know, they're probably Mm going to be getting into a lot of shootouts. They're probably going to look a lot like those old Drew Brees, New Orleans Saints teams that were awesome for fantasy. You know, Mm -hmm. you just try to put up like – it, it was race to – it was who had the ball last and are you going to score or are you going to throw an interception here? Like that one Giants-Saints game that was that a couple years ago where they scored over 100 yeah. points between the two of them. Um, that was when Eli Manning, before he really just like – Cratered? Yeah. So do you think – so you talk about the tempo. They didn't show the tempo. No. So do you think that – we're going to see the full Texas Tech ultra go the whole time? Or do you think it's going to be mix and match, pick spots and stuff like that? Because you saw in the in this game, Kyler was up at the line making reads and making calls, and Kingsbury already said he's going to have a lot of responsibility at the line based through his experience with this offense. Do you want to see more tempo, a happy balance of the tempo, or what you saw in this on Thursday night where it's, you know, 
quick five yard, six yard throws. Let's get to the line. Let Kyler make a read because, like you said, it's, that would keep the defense rested. But then you're limiting the potential the ceiling of your offense. Well, one thing I was reading that's different between this is Cliff Kingbury's first NFL head coaching experience, first time calling plays in the NFL, yes. and this is going to be Kyle, Kyler's rookie first time in the NFL. And one thing that they both have been trying to adjust for is having the microphone in the audio in the headset um, or in the helmet, I should Mm -hmm. say. So honestly, what I would like to see is I would like to see a lot of hurry up offense, but not necessarily snapping the ball always kind of like what Oregon used to do back in the day where they get to the ball really quick, line up, make the defense be ready for the ball to be snapped. But then you still run the, run the play clock down under 10 if the situation permits. But I would like to see fast. I think with um, the clock not stopping for um, the clock not stopping for first downs, the clock not stopping. Um, yeah, mainly first downs is the big difference in mm-hmm. college and NFL. That will allow the tempo to just keep rolling and you don't have to worry about the chain gang. Like it is just they're ready to get rolling. So – I'm hoping to see something like that. You have a quarterback that can do it. You have a running back that can do it. You don't have the best offensive line, so just make that offensive line. Oh, that sucks. Uh, just make the offensive <laughs> line um, really good and really good conditioned. You know, mm-hmm. just make them run a lot up and down the up and down the floor and and get them ready to run high tempo. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. But if you watch those. That clip, Noah tweeted about it when he tweeted about episode 21, the Kyler's King one. You see how oh, so much space there are, and they were just funneling in receivers. And it's not like college where you have, you're allowed to get the subs in. So if you, like you said, the Oregon thing, if you just get to the line and say and get your offense set, they can't make defense can make a sub, and if they do, you're going to get 12 man or you're going to catch a mismatch. So I I can't I'm I'm not gonna sit here and talk about Kyler Murray every episode I can obviously, but I think we touched on enough. Let's move on to Daniel Jones. I think we labeled this the pick that solidified the Giants as the new Browns, in terms of a negative way, and then he goes out there and goes. Let me get the exact stats. Where are you, Brian Ball? Five for five, sixty-seven yards and a touchdown, in his first preseason game. His only preseason drive. And I'm watching the touchdown throw. Watch it. Just, just like the same shoulder twist that he does. It just... Oh, it, wow. Armed, or, sorry, a decently armed Eli Manning. So... Are you ready to change course on Daniel Jones, Noah? No. Okay. You know, I... Then were you impressed with what you saw? Oh, the touchdown throw is extremely impressive. The way he managed that offense is extremely impressive, but that offense can also be very... Um, I shouldn't say this because it's... But that offense can be very user-friendly. Um, that's the same... I don't remember. I don't remember his name. That's the same offensive coordinator. Who's that head coach for the Giants? It is... Old offensive coordinator for the Vikings. Yes. Um, Pat Shermer. Yes, Pat Shermer was the offensive coordinator for the Vikings when they had Case Keenum before Kirk Cousins came to town. 
and he makes quick intervention. Does Pat Shermer agree to have Kirk Cousins there? Oh, I don't know. I don't over over uh, if he if he has a chance to take Case Keenum instead at a cheaper. Yes. No, I don't think so. All right, just want to let them know. I mean, at least I wouldn't. But I'm pretty think, sure. I don't think you take I, Daniel Jones or Kirk Cousins. Daniel Jones's contract, rookie contract, or Kirk Cousins' contract on the Vikings. Any team. Yeah, I'll take Daniel Jones. <laughs> All right. Wow, that's a climb. All right, let's get back to this. Let's get back to the most likely Giants in favor, new favorite Giants fancy favorite player besides Saquon. I did not watch this. I've seen one throw of his. I don't like to take a lot of stock into the first preseason game in terms of this, but it looks like he manages the offense. Everyone says it, and I just keep watching this throw, and I don't know if it's a great. Th- I, I can't tell if it's a great throw or not. It, it the ball has good touch. But good touch, good location, good velocity on it. DB was kind of trailing, but look, look had at, him to the sideline. Look at the defender's eyes. Personally, I like my DBs watching, especially if you're in zone. Um, I'm I, I'm not gonna bash Daniel Jones on this. Thirty nine for the Jets. I don't know who you are. You're in a zone defense. Get your eyes to the ball. Anyways, continue. Um. Especially if you have anything else to say about Daniel Jones. Nah, I'm I'm excited to see I'm excited to see what they put together in New York because it's I don't think it was ever going to be as bad I don't think it's ever going to be as bad as we anticipate. But you take just a really you just missed out on a lot of players taking Jones in the top ten when you had two other first round picks. So, oh wow. Yeah, we'll get into this in a second. That's interesting. And then we had, on the, in the same division, different team, the uh, Washington Redskins had Dwayne Haskins, and that, obviously, game one, week one, coming from an Ohio State. Um, me and Michael are both on the same boat when it comes to this. Always draft Ohio State players. Mm-hmm. Do not draft Ohio State quarterbacks. Oh, no. You can draft any other position at Ohio State. Running backs receivers, O-line, D-line, linebackers, corners, safeties, kickers, punters, long snappers, athletic trainers, EQ people. Um, I'm going to stop there. And then... um, (laughs) (laughs) No comment after that. (laughs) No no comment. Um, But you can't... I'm not, and I'm not saying that Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins was probably going to be the best Ohio State quarterback prospect that we've seen in a while. Maybe Justin Fields will buck that trend, and I, he probably will buck that trend in two years or so. Um, but it just didn't look all that great. You know, he looked frantic in the pocket. His feet were never really all that set. Um, but he's also – Ohio State's offense is much different than what Jay Gruden's going to be running. Ohio State runs a very big spread offense, a very quick. Dwayne Haskins wouldn't be ideal to run Cliff Kingsbury's offense, but he would be able to do it because that is something he is comfortable in. He wouldn't be able to do all the running portions of it, at least not how Kyler's going to do it, but he would would be able to get it done. Um, But I think that's going to be a biggest part of the thing is just having him be used to getting, I don't want to say getting used to a pro-style offense, but getting used to taking more, 
snaps under center, getting outside the pocket, throwing on the run, going through progressions, instead of just using Ohio State's athletes that they have at their disposal um, to make their offense look so great and easy. Because that's pretty much what Ohio State does. They just kind of out-athlete you and play better defense. But on a quarterback level, they're never really going to have the better quarterback in a competition, in my opinion. We're watching the, his throws and stuff. He went 8 for 14 with – did he have a touchdown? Uh, he had two picks. No touchdowns. Um, the touchdowns were bad. Interceptions were terrible. I mean, one was returned for a touchdown. You know, it was a terrible underthrow on a wheel route. So he's going to – like you said, he's going to be throwing a, a lot different route tree. The route tree in Ohio State is a lot of cross, cross patterns usually. That's why Ohio State receivers fall in drafts because they don't have the, the full they don't run the full route tree, which is why Curtis Samuel and other Ohio State receivers are now getting their not credit, but was it Paris Campbell from Ohio State? Yeah, from with Indianapolis, Paris Campbell. They are now running the full route trees and they can do it. They just didn't show it at Ohio State. So that goes the same for Dwayne Haskins. It's going to be a learning period. I just think they could have the worst record in football. That O line is notorious. The Redskins are notoriously injured across the board. Trent Williams refuses to play for them again. So, I'm not, I'm not, it's just going to be, I just think it's going to be a long season in Washington. Not, and I want to see Dwayne Haskins with solid receivers, an okay offensive line, and we'll see from that. Maybe, I don't know if Jake, we'll see if Jay Gruden becomes his coach. We'll see. But we are actually calling an audible mid-podcast. We had the fantasy portion of the podcast we had about five minutes left on the last tier and then we had some audio trouble so instead of running back the same conversation we said we'll put that on back burner we'll do a quarterbacks pass catching podcast stacks we like it kind of meshes all together passing offense you could say and we're doing something we talked about a couple weeks ago we took we're taking an espn article idea which is the nfl pick 10 you build a team with any 10 players and you aside from the 10 players you were told you had to assume every other player is replacement level. Health and age matter because it's a three-year window, and players are picked in order of importance to the general manager. I'm not going to do the importance of general manager because I'm still – I just don't want to do that because if it was important, you'd probably go quarterback every time. And the other catch is you can pick any players you want. It doesn't matter if the other people – if Noah picks one player, I pick one player. We're going to have that overlap regardless. And – so, yeah, I think we're just going to go back and forth with the pick. If we have one, if there's one that we both have, we'll spend time talking about that. But we have about 30, 35 minutes, and we're from the back. I'm going to go first. Yeah, I don't know his list. He doesn't know mine. You want me to go first? Yeah, you got it. Okay, I'm picking Travis Kelsey, and that's because I love tight ends. And if Gronk was healthy, this was five years ago, I'm picking Gronk. Because we see, we saw how valuable he was in the in the run blocking game and all that stuff. But no one can really stop Travis Kelsey in the NFL. He's a mismatch nightmare. He, it's I want I would like I need I wish I did we had more time because we literally just prepared this on the fly. But having just a dominant tight end, those those usually are on the best offenses and best teams in the NFL. So I'm going to pick Travis Kelsey. I know it's maybe we're picking a tight end. Kelsey's not the best pass-blocking tight end, but he is the best pass-catching receiver, the best receiving tight end. So I'm going there. Noah, do you have Travis Kelsey on your list? Not as of now. 
Not as of now. Okay, subject to change. So, who is at the name at your top of the list? Name at the top of my list is Aaron Donald. I got him too. He's eighth on my list. And that's just because the game of football is won in the trenches. My big men are going to power your big men, and our big men are going to be better than your big men, so we're going to win because we're big men are bigger. If if that's your theme for this whole draft, we'll have a lot of overlap. And so Aaron Donald may not be the biggest, but he is the best among the big. And I would want to center any defense around him, whether you're running an odd front with three down linemen or an even front with four. He fits anything. He plays inside, outside. He wins. No one's better at pass rushing than him in the NFL. He has the best numbers. He's NFL was voted number one best top player. NFL players top one hundred. Most dominant force in defensive football. So we're making this a snake. No, can I mean I feel I'm gonna do. I'm gonna look at the ESP compared to ESPN's. Aaron Donald was picked on uh, number two, second highest ballots, fifty three of fifty five, and he had eight number one votes. I think we'll see. I'm pretty sure we'll see the guy who had the top votes revealed in eventually this podcast. But we're gonna go with your first pick now, Noah. I mean, your your second pick, Noah. We'll do a snake. So who is next? I have Khalil Mack. Oh, you you're doubling down on the defense on yeah. the D line. Okay, okay. He's not on my list. Not on your list. Why? I don't have another defensive lineman on my list. Wow, no more. No I more. Care to explain why? Well, we'll get there when we we'll get there when my picks are made. That's about. Three picks away. You can't explain like why. I can't. You I. Don't. I am. I. If I was building a defense, I want secondary. Because I believe this is a passing league. The Patriots. We just watched the Patriots win with a phenomenal secondary, and Kyle Van Noy and Trey Flowers rushing the passer. That's true. And they're getting replacement level players. So I prefer to build the secondary, and you will see that in the heart of my draft coming up shortly. But you're a Bears guy, so Khalil Mack, Aaron Donald. How do you? Is there any? Is there any stopping that? Not if, especially not if you put them on the same side of the line. Oh man, that's scary. What do you do if you put those two on the same side of the line of scrimmage and you got all right? Throw the ball. Throw the ball. It's just gonna be havoc, and Khalil can drop, and Mack can drop into coverage. Exactly. Ah, oh. it's a it's a it's a it's a very scary dynamic that those two would bring along a defense. So your defense, you go you go more so the Eagles route where you you make it easier on your secondary by mm-hmm. creating havoc. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, in my defense, I have Aaron Donald, so I'm going to create havoc. Hopefully, Ho- I'm hopefully we're going to pick Aaron Donald. So next on my list, I have two big sexies. I have David Bakhtari of the Green Bay Packers and Quentin Nelson of the Indianapolis Colts. Quite simply, they're the two best pass-blocking linemen. Martin's the best. I mean, Nelson's the best run-blocking lineman. And you can't win unless you protect your quarterback. Uh, I love a great, a great offensive line. Think about every team with... If you look at the PFFs and all the measurables of best offenses in the NFL, they all have great offensive lines. It's how you win. It's how you stop the teams who just try to create pressure. From a bunch of different angles. I mean, the Patriots, very good offensive line. Rams, great offensive line. Steelers, great offensive line. Packers, good offensive line. Chiefs, solid offensive line. It goes on and on and on. It all starts with, can you create a clean pocket for your quarterback? 
and can you create running lanes for your running backs? It's that simple. And Bakhtari is the best pass-blocking tight end, and it's for the next three years. So Quentin Nelson is healthier than Zach Martin at this stage in March and of his career. So I'm going to go with those two. What are your thoughts? Well, they're both on my list. I feel like I feel like they would be. So you had Khalil Mack was number three on this list, and then Bakhtari was five. We're going to get to that next because that's, that's shocking. And Quentin Nelson was eight. Quite, so there's a lot of chalk here, but there's a lot of chalk because these players are so much better at what they do than anyone in the NFL. So that just crossed off two off your list. So you're now forward. And so do you want me to go again because I'm at three? Yeah, for sure. Why not? Let's hear it. All right. I have Eddie Jackson. Not surprised. My fa- Probably my favorite defensive player in football. Ball hawker. Is that even a word? Ball hawk. He's a ball hawk. Sorry. It's been a, lo- been a very long day for me and Noah. Ball hawking safety. I think he is more important than Adrian Amos for the Bears. I don't think he's as valuable as the pass rushing front, but if you go back to Bama, the guy's just always around the ball, and he's a playmaker within his hands. I believe in building. Think about all the best defenses in recent time. You have, they're all have great safeties. The Rams have the Marcus Joyner. The Patriots have the McCourty and Chung. All of these things. We're getting interrupted. Hey, Tommy, when you listen to this, your dog was just eating my new phone. Thanks, bro. You owe me a new charger when you get back from eating. Anyways, uh, yeah, I just love Eddie Jackson. I want to build through, I want to have a safety because that takes away a, a, a big part of the field. And I was considering another safety here. I don't think he's going to get picked, but I don't want to name drop him yet. But having that center, I mean, think about how great Earl Thomas did for the, the suit with the Seahawks. He was a, him and Cam Chancellor, that dynamic they had, it just affects, I love safeties. Harrison Smith, three years ago, probably makes this list over Eddie Jackson, but Eddie Jackson's a personal favorite of mine, so where do you stand on that? Where do you, where do you value safeties in this whole measurable? Well, I, I've been trying to get a balanced defense when I was looking at this. I kind of wanted, because I think if you have leaders in each part of your units, then you can get those, especially if you're talking about the best players in the NFL, mm-hmm. you can get leaders at all those units. They will make everyone else around them better. And like Eddie that. Jackson is someone that does do that. Um, they really, the Fuller and um, Amukamara and I think it was, it was Callahan were the corners yeah. for the Bears. And they weren't like A1, like they're not your top tier corners, but the safety combo that the Bears had between Eddie Jackson and Adrian Amos made the corners, mm-hmm. like they put more of the weight responsibility on them so that's it allowed those corners to play a little bit more freely look they have now they have haha clinton dicks i forgot bears defense is honestly amazing i know that's not anything like intelligent like extremely intelligent to say but just looking at their depth chart with akeem hicks eddie goldman Cleo Mack, Dan Trevathan, Rokon Smith, Leonard Floyd, Kyle Fuller, Hawk Clinton Dix, Eddie Jackson, Prince Makamura, and Buster Scrine. And the only guy I didn't mention was Nick, um, Bilal, Bilal Nichols, and they have Jonathan Bullard right behind him. So that is incredible. Um, so, Noah, your next pick. It's your number, this is number five. We're motoring through. Do you didn't have Eddie Jackson on your list? No. I'm okay, not, all right, all right, all right. My next pick is Jalen Ramsey. 
He is on my list. Okay. Do tell. I was trying to, as much as I could have front-loaded a front seven, I, again, I wanted to kind of get a leader in each tier at least. And I think getting a corner like Jalen Ramsey allows you to – because like the Bucks can get better safeties and they can get better pass rushers, but they have no one to slow down Julio Jones or Michael Thomas. And if they had Jalen Ramsey and terrible safety still, they would at least have someone that could help slow yeah. down receivers like that. Mm-hmm. And I, you're not – these corners aren't going to win every single time. Receivers aren't going to win every single time. Some and people, Receivers like Antonio make it seem as if they win every single time. DeAndre wins at an unreal rate. Mm-hmm. But having a corner like Jalen Ramsey who is quick enough off the line – but he's still tall long enough to hang with the bigger receivers like DeAndre Hopkins, like Mike Evans, like Julio. Mm-hmm. Just allows your defense to be a little bit more versatile. And this is three years ahead of time. So a player, I don't think you have Stephen Gilmore on your list. Mm-mm. I was I was going to go Stephen Gilmore, but he, he won't be in his prime like Jalen is over the next three years. And Jalen, I think, is a faster twitch athlete and – as he gets, as he starts learning even more, just the smartness and the and the traits that go into route running and defending and all that stuff, he's going to keep getting better. So yeah, he was on my list. You know, what, you hear that thing where he said he made, he wants to go to Las Vegas to play with the Raiders. Yes. So, would you pay him as whatever he wanted to get him in Las Vegas if you're the Raiders? If I'm the Raiders, no, but they probably will. To <laughs> so the Jags. Over, not over, so they sign him to whatever he wants. I feel like he's like the only interesting player on the Jags. No, I feel like the Jags are just going to let him go because this rookie class that's coming up is just loaded. DBs? DBs. But are they Jalen potential? Yeah. That's ins- I Just going to be a little more excited to watch college football. We have a lot of like big-time receivers in the NFL right now, but when I was looking through this list... There, we don't have a big a lot mm. of big time corners. Nope. Richard Sherman, old, gone. Um, Jay Ramsey's really one of the only young few ones. Um, other than that, because if you just go look at the past, I don't know, five, six drafts of cornerbacks getting taken in the top 10, first round, just first round in general, mm-hmm. it's not great by any means. Like yeah. Eli Apple was one that ended up playing well down the stretch for the Saints, but struggled in New York. Um, I'm. I mean, I'm looking to the list right now. I don't see it. I saw McC- McCordy, Darius Slay in the eighties. So yeah, we're about to. I think we just saw a big surgence of receiver talent in the NFL. I think it's close to a premium. This is some of the with Larry Fitz still in the game. The only way it could get better in terms of receiver talent is if um, somehow, some way, Megatron was still playing. Calvin, uh, if he was playing, it would be the pinnacle of mm-hmm. receiver talent. But since he's not. I'd still say we're pretty we're, – that's the only way it could get better. Yeah. Realistically. This, he's the only player that could realistically be back mm-hmm. that would make it better. And he could come back and play, but he doesn't want he to. He easily could. All right. So, Jalen, so you were at five apiece, I think. Let me double-check that real quick. Yeah, I got the two offensive linemen plus Aaron Donald two, three, plus four. Khalil Mack. I'm at six. You're at five. Okay. You go again. Um, I would go – Next on my list was DeAndre Hopkins. He's not on my list. He's not on my list. Why do you... Th- 
why is DeAndre Hopkins the best receiver in the NFL for you? Because I just imagine what would any of these playoff teams look like if they had DeAndre Hopkins on? Like, imagine the Eagles if DeAndre Hopkins played for the Eagles. That's interesting. Imagine the a, Patriots if they had DeAndre Hopkins. I have a different I have a different receiver on my list. We'll get to him later. But I love DeAndre Hopkins. The catch radius is amazing. Performs no matter who's throwing him the ball. Which is what... Is, he's a game breaker, but... Wow, I said a great idea. I just want the... Expl- I just want the... Yeah, live on the air, we're changing this. I'm just thinking with my offense, I have the middle of the field with Travis Kelsey... And I want someone who can – I just want a game-breaker. That's what I want. And depending on which quarterback I go with, I'm going to want – I'm just going to want that. And DeAndre Hopkins, his 40 time doesn't matter because he's just the first, second 1A or 1B route runner in the NFL, him and Antonio, Antonio Brown. Right now it's Antonio Brown. For the next three seasons, it's clearly – I mean, right now it's probably Hopkins. For the next three years, it's definitely Hopkins over A.B. But is he – I just don't think he's the game-breaker, that the receiver I would want. But I feel like that's going to play into your quarterback. Is it going to – is that – does selecting Hopkins affect your quarterback decision at all? After listening to you talk it out, yeah, it did. Okay, do you want to go quarterback right now and go on the train of thought? Or do you want to say, I'm saving my quarterback for last. So if you want to do that as well, we can – that can happen. I mean, I'm really debating, and I can talk out about who I'm debating with. I had Aaron Rodgers initially. But after you bring up the whole catch radius thing, you're kind of right. So I was thinking, why not just create a Smash Mouth team? Oh, you want the running Smash back Mouth team. team? You have a running back on your list? No running back. Don't need one. Running That's backs are true. interchangeable. I had Christian McCaffrey very quickly on my list. What if you took DeAndre Hopkins and then you just? I'm thinking Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray. Oh God! And you just go option football, like what the Ravens are going to do this year, anyways. Oh man! You and you have DeAndre Hopkins on the outside to throw to. That's oh god! You That's know the I'm... offense I'm building, but I think I think oh man! All right, we'll go. But what you think on that? Jeez, that's great. Because imagine Lamar just like getting thrown deep to number one catch radius receiver in the NFL. He's for Lamar. Oh, yeah, imagine god. the imagine the uh, DeAndre Hopkins. He can, on the Ravens. That would be great. That'd With all the tight ends that they have. Can they keep Marquise Brown? Yeah, no, okay. that's that's the thing. Okay, they yeah. can? Okay, cool. All right. That's brilliant. Yeah, wouldn't that, see, wouldn't that be something? It would be something. You can't, and for Lamar's next three years, those just going to be his prime years as an athlete. He's so young, too. That would be like 22, Are you leading Lamar Jack? Okay, we're going to go back to the quarterbacks in the end. Because that is the most, I feel like that's the most intriguing thing. Because there's certain there's one that I want, the one that everyone in the world wants, but I don't I don't like picking chalk. I don't like being that guy. But sometimes you got to, and that's why I'm at right now. And that's why I put it last, because I want to get there when I get there. My next pick <laughs> is Jason Kelsey, because I'm picking straight offensive lineman and having a, a I center. I also have him on my team. As you so we're both seven deep now. So I mean, best most best center in football, Mo, so much mobility. I'm putting him. I'm putting the Kelsey Bros back together. So team chemistry is through the roof. Two leaders, leaders. He's the leader of the offensive line, like you said, Bill. Have a leader on the unit. Kelsey's leader on the offense. I got Eddie Jackson, Aaron Donald on defense leading, and I got Jan running their mouth. 
So I'm happy with that. And now I got Jason Kelsey. If just if you want to see pure joy from a football person, just YouTube Jason Kelsey pulling. It is so awesome to see a pulling center, and the Eagles do such a great job with it. I think because we're going to have time at the end, I think we should go over the coaches we would pick too. Bill Belichick um, can't be picked. Coaching. Oh, it's my team. You're not GM? Nice. Are you Jackie Moon, GM owner and coach? <laughs> yeah. That's what oh. I was going for. I'm okay. down to be I'm down to pick offensive. This isn't I'm a Madden team, Noah. That's you don't get the control. Free. Okay. I thought you Okay, so you're calling the defense or the offense or both? I I'll just pick the team. We can pick our coaches. Okay. We're busy running the podcast. Yes. Okay. I mean, we obviously are picking the teams how we like them. We'll talk about schematics. Okay. We'll talk that next. But yeah, your thoughts on Jason Kelsey. You said, you said it, that what my favorite thing to watch is watching us pulling center around the outside, leading a, leading a power run um, through the hole or leading on an outside sweep. He has the agility to do it. Obviously, the, um, the athleticism and the families there as you've got the brother duo going on. It's, yeah, a, it's, a, it's, it's what I have on my team. I got him next to Quinn. I got that, those same three linemen. Everything alike. We are building the most important part of the football team the exact same way with the exact same players. And I don't, I'm not really surprised if that's how we're doing it. We're kind of, oh, our God, own no. flavor. Yeah. No. We just, we've discussed a bunch of times and we, under, and we just want to have a nice clean pocket, which is, which I feel like that can affect the quarterback too. I yeah. feel like that changes a lot of things, which is what's really affecting me. You don't need the guy to be mobile. You're going to have average, uh, right now, just Quentin Nelson play on the right, plays on the right. We're going to have an average left guard and an average right tackle. I'm cool with that. That's beautiful with me. So, good luck getting my quarterback, whoever it is, because I'm getting very flustered right now. It's really bothering me. So, you're at seven. I'm at seven. I pick Kelsey. Do you want to go? Yeah, I'll pick by – so you went Eddie Jackson. I went Jamal Adams. Ooh. Safety, New York Jets. Yes. Great number. Great le- He's a He is the leader of your defense. Oh, Imme- yeah. Immediately. Explain, explain Jamal Adams. He – Jets haven't been great. You know, they got Gase in there now. But if the Jets have gotten one thing right about their defense, it's been him. He is a hard hitter. Can come down screaming. He, he honestly is like new Earl Thomas. Yeah, like he would Big, easily, but, but, but he, massive. Yeah, but he would easily fit into the Legion of Boom. Mm-hmm. And one of few. Yeah, one of few that could. And he just comes down into the, into the box, and he can hit someone that's coming on a crosser. He can um, stop the run game. Come mm-hmm. same thing as coming someone on a crosser. He can cover pretty much the entire width of the field, but I love his big hit ability because that stuff's contagious. You have someone at safety that's coming down, hitting someone hard, that the big thing about having a big hitting safety is if you've got a running back that's going up the field and you got a, and he's getting a pretty good game and you got a safety that can come in and make a clean, solid tackle, sometimes it can almost, even though the offense got a positive play, if your big leader is making a clutch tackle like that, it can kind of shift how the team looks at the play as an overall, like, hey, our captain's got our back. He made a big play for us. Now we got that moving forward. Like I, I love his intangibles. Oh, and, he just gets it from L- uh, coming out of LSU. It mm-hmm. just just happens. And I have another safety on my list as well, and it's Derwin James, which is That's me coming, which yeah. is me coming full circle. Because I wasn't the biggest Derwin guy, 
but within this defense, I was going to pick Malik Hooker. That's a good pick. I was going to pick Malik Hooker I over... I said draft Ohio State. I got no Ohio mm-hmm. State. I was going to get Eddie Jackson and Malik Hooker and say, you're not throwing deep or over the middle on me. But then I realized I didn't have a linebacker. So I need Derwin James to do everything and just have Eddie play center ball. So I'm pretty much saying my defense, you're not going to beat me through the air, which means you're going to have to run the ball, which I, I can live with that for a little bit because my offense is going to score 1,000 points. So good luck. Just throwing the ball with Aaron. My D, I'm done with defensive picks. I went for defense. I went Aaron Donald, and then I went Jalen Ramsey, Eddie Jackson, and Derwin James. I'm happy. I have a linebacker who can do everything, a center fielder who can pick off everything. Say, say the best cornerback in football? I mean, one of, one of yeah. at least, top three. And then Aaron Donald coming at you, and Eddie Jackson's in his third year. Jalen's going to be in his fourth year, and Derwin James is in his second year. They're all going to be in their athletic primes. I'm happy with that defense. Because my next pick, my ninth pick, you're at eight, right? Yeah, I got two left. I'm picking Odell Beckham Jr. I want to score. I want to throw deep. He can take anything to the house. And I picked him over Julio because Julio's getting up there. Michael Thomas doesn't have the Michael Thomas is a PPR guy. Doesn't have just doesn't have the explosiveness. Stephon Diggs intrigued me, but I don't think he's Odell level. Tyreek Hill really intrigued me. That was that was one that I wanted to go with, but I was like, I can't. And it's not even the, I'm sticking to the on the field part of this too. I just Odell can just do more. He really can. Best hands. Obviously the, the best, best hands. receiver in the NFL. He is. He is the best receiver in the NFL. And you're gonna be reminded of it this year. And I don't know. I still don't know what to do with my quarterback. He's been awesome even when he's had the end of his career Eli Manning throwing to him. And he's still been awesome. And now he gets Baker Mayfield. God, okay. You get your ninth pick because you haven't picked your quarterback yet either. I'm glad we're saving the quarterbacks for last. Who's your ninth pick? Really, Are you ready to do it? Yeah, I really like that Derwin James pick, though. Thank but, you, man. Because I had Bobby Wagner. He was he was up there for me. He was. But up I there like for that me. Derwin James pick because that gives your defense a lot of versatility. Like a lot of versatility because he never has to come off the field mm-hmm. and he can play three positions. You pick a safety. You pick I had Jamal. Jamal. Jamal can do that. I feel like Jamal can do that for you. He probably could. So you're gonna have Jamal. Bobby Wagner and Jalen and Donald and Mac. That would be the I'm team. I'm trying to think of what to attack with. You just have to run the ball in our defenses, pretty much, and hope that Donald just overplays himself and Bobby Wagner and Derwin James and Jamal Adams get lost in the wash, which doesn't happen much. No. So Jamal Adams finds the football. Bobby Wagner finds the football. But yeah, Khalil Mack eventually will find the football. So you have five defenders? I got... You got five. Yeah. You had five defense, five offense. Man, that's, that's a good pick. I like those leadership picks. I love Bobby Wagner. He was the guy I was going to pick, but I went with two safeties. And I wanted more offense. Because his 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022 seasons. Those are years. And we're only, and we're only going to see the, the more pass-friendly offenses come into play. So... I believe we're at our final pick. 
Yeah, I already quarter- know who you got. Who? For a quarterback? Yeah. Um, do you want me to say? T- who? You got Pat Mahomes. I think I do, but I'm, 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 I'm ready to talk about it. Mahomes is... Uh, Mahomes is Mahomes is. Um, <laughs> it's between honestly, it's probably between him, Baker, and look at the quarterback list. Where does Rogers rank on this for you? That's where I'm trying to think. Rogers may make a comeback, but I feel like if I'm getting Rogers, I have to get Devontae Adams. That's also was my thought process. That's like the that's like the stack that I would want, but I'd rather have Odo Beckham than Devontae Adams, honestly. Although I love Devontae Adams, I know you're the president of his fan club. I am the president of his fan club. I thought you go Russell Wilson, because we've never seen him with a clean pocket. Hey, that's a good pick. That would work with what I'm trying to do. I, he's just your guy. That's why I went with him. Deshaun Watson, no. It's between Mahomes, the Bake Show, um, shaking and bake at Mayfield, Kyler Murray. We're going to get to this on the QB wide receiver stacks. I think James is about to be ridiculous next year. In, yeah. Stats, I think he, I think it's ridiculous. I'm not getting into that, though. He's not in this conversation. Why not? This is... Because I wanted to pick Jameis. Out of over Mahomes? Imagine Jameis with all of these guys. We've seen him with those are talented, that, at least that talent on offense. The Matt. defense is one thing, but... What does he do better than Mahomes? Nothing. Doesn't do a single thing. That's that's. Mahomes. It's like why would you not pick Mahomes? It's like man, I can make this case for Baker Mayfield. Would Jameis be a replacement level play? Who would be a replacement level quarterback? Who that's would you class? We're also, you said we're in the golden like era. Like Tyrod Taylor. You said or, we're in the golden era of receivers. We're in the golden era of running ba- of quarterbacks as well. Joe Flacco is replacement level. I, I can win a Super Bowl with Joe for Flacco three, for three years. So Flacco's not there. So I'm looking at middle of the road. Rivers will still be there. You're probably getting a Cam Newton. A Cam Newton counts as a middle of the road replacement quarterback. Oh, for the next five. For this... the next for the next five years. Okay, so I'm thinking that of like. Let me see if they're on here. You get what I'm asking though. Yes. Because if I get a Cam Newton, I would not take a quarterback. I'll take someone else. But if I'm getting like a Matt Castle, or I can't win a Super Bowl with Tyrod. Uh-huh. Mahomes was on 42 of 55 bouts and was 37, number one. But I can go no quarterback. You can. You can. But you can do whatever you want. I'm just curious, who would I be getting? I'm going to see if anyone did that here. Because that's such a big question. What counts as replacement level quarterback? Because I can think replacement level running back, all right. At worst, you know... C.J. Anderson, Theo Riddick. I mean, let me Google what replacement level means. Because that's just a big part of this equation. Because otherwise, I'm going to continue to just... is simply the level of production you could get from a player that would cost you nothing but the league minimum. So I would definitely go quarterback. You have to. Now, that yes. So who... So replacement level, I mean, you're not going to find... You're going to get... You're going to... I mean, Fitzpatrick makes money. Well, here, so who gonna, makes... You're going to get like a Ryan Tannehill. I, I can't do that. I would say Nick Foles, but Nick Foles is the GOAT. Yeah. BDN. Love him. 
Okay. It's, it's just a, so. What does Russell Wilson do better than Patrick Mahomes? Scramble, run. Yeah, I would take Russell Wilson. Someone pick Russell. It's in this article. He's a stud, man. I, del- I deleted it. I want to go back. Going back. Back again. Yeah, so... You're going Russell. If I'm building a dominant team in the position where I need certainty is quarterbacks, so I'll take Wilson's high floor over Mahomes' incredible, incredibly high ceiling. Thanks to sample size, 112, 112 starts. Made in his NFL career versus one incredible 16 from Mahomes and having him... Excuse me, just a pro bowl thing. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wilson's ability to make any throw and and his Houdini-like escapability puts a different level of stress on defense. Even if it doesn't have a viable offensive line. But that's not the case. We have a phenomenal O-line. You know what? What? I'm typing him in. You can read it. Okay. I don't care. He went Aaron Rodgers. I don't care. Honestly, that's who I had at the top of my list. I don't care. So I feel that, man. Because for the next three years, why wouldn't you want Aaron Rodgers? I would. (laughs) I want nothing but Aaron Rodgers doing discount double checks. And now, the Odell thing. I I still think I'd go to Odell. Imagine Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball to Odell. He can do everything that Devontae does, Except just more up. spectacular. That's wow. Just more spectacular. I want Rodgers. Here's, okay, here's why I'm going Rodgers over Mahomes. And it's kind of, it's kind of ridiculous because Rodgers, this, this means we need healthy Rodgers, which is not the most reliable thing. So I understand why the three years are like that. But I have a phenomenal O-line. I have him Travis Kelsey and Odell Beckham. Wow. Those are people that have played, not Odell, but Odell can run forever. That is Kelsey, who has played in an offense where quarterbacks extend plays and he moves around. And he's never had a really good running back. He's never, he's had, always had a great O-line. He can kill you in the three-step drop, the five-step drop, on the run, play action, anything you like. I'm picking Aaron Rodgers. If I did not have a great offensive line... I'm picking Patrick Mahomes. If I had a good offensive line, I'm picking Mahomes. If my O-line is terrible, I'll probably pick Russell Wilson. And don't bait me in with Kyler Murray again. I'm not there yet. I'm close. And Baker's the same thing with the pocket. He's the same thing. He's, he's, a, he's so accurate in the pocket. And I think, who's the other thing? Locker room dynamic. Rodgers has gotten a bad rep from certain, from, um, certain people. Would that affect... How do you think that would go over with your roster? Name about your offense. Who do you have? Hopkins. I'm sure he'll be happy. And then three O linemen. I think well, they'll be happy. Who's coaching Aaron Rodgers? Um, you t- let's go. Co- okay, so the, you, you obviously want an offensive-minded coach. I don't know. It's your team. You could go defensive-minded. Oh, this co- is my team. Okay. Yeah, you could go defensive-minded team head coach and then go offensive. And then you could just give the reins of the Let's offense. Just pick to... Offense and defensive play car. That's simple. All right. Everyone but Belichick because he's a cheat code. Okay. Okay. Are you going to pick the coach or the quarterback first in this situation? 
<laughs> this is why the coach is so important. Let me erase Aaron Rodgers real quick. No, I, I go Russell Wilson still. Okay, and what? Co- what? Okay, so that doesn't affect you. I'm gonna go. Andy Reid is so, but I don't like him in the in the. Clo- I don't like his play calling at the end of games. It's it's just the reputation that's stuck. Sean Payton's creative. It's a great lot of running. Sean Payton with uh, Russell Wilson. I like that. I like that. I don't want McVay. Although I, I want someone who's gonna take care of, who's gonna take care of the. T- Actually, I like the I like the chameleon offenses. I probably make of Josh McDaniels. Just because I because I know McVay is gonna run the same plays. He's gonna run the same action out of the same personnel. And I like mixing it up. I know what McDaniel's is gonna do. He's gonna do a lot. He's gonna do everything. Is it bad? Is would it sh- would it be shocking to pick Todd Munkin as offensive play caller? No, that's a I'm, good pick. I'm sold. Patrick Mahomes and Todd Munkin. Wow. Because I want so you know who dropped you know who throws the ball deep Todd Munkin. You know who has the best arm Pat Mahomes and defense. Tough. It is tough. It is I need tough. someone who can create pressure with a solid front. Oh. Never mind. Who are you going to go? Wade Phillips? I was going to go Jim Schwartz because I love what he does with Phil. I love the simplified index card of plays where he just runs the same blitzes over and over again and puts his cornerbacks on islands. It works. That or Vic, uh, Vic Fangio. Fangio. I was also thinking him. But I think he, I think he's a little bit of the player of the talent too. Who did I say the first? <laughs> Jim Schwartz, <laughs> head coach, GM, Michael Duggar. Who's your defense, Noah? I think I'm going Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles, whoa. Explain thyself before we... Are we at how long? A minute? Nice. Explain thyself. I just don't know where else I'd go. I was thinking maybe a Harbaugh, but he... I don't know how much I'd like one Harbaugh. Hey, Pete Carroll's defense, isn't he? I, I love Pete, Pete Carroll. Carroll. I go Pete Carroll. Oh, man. I love Pete Carroll. <laughs> God! Yeah, I go Pete Carroll defense. Can you be my head coach? I thought you were head coach. Now you're just GM? Because you got Pete Carroll. <laughs> that works. That works. Assistant to the head re- head coach, regional manager, Michael Duggar. <laughs> That's me, baby. I just want to hang out with Pete. I just want to pick Pete's mind. But, yeah, okay. Should we toss these over? Should we night, do, like, a nice graph, post these up, and then we can put them on Twitter? I feel want, like- want to figure that out? It, we could just make an Excel sheet. Yeah, I can do that. Can you make it like cool pictures and stuff? I don't know. Ah, all right. We'll figure that out. We'll find someone who can. But we'll very quickly read you the teams. I have quarterback Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Odell Beckham Jr. on offense. I think <sighs> sounds fun. Pitt, and then blocking for him, David Bakhtari, Quentin Nelson, and Jason Kelsey. And on defense, I have Aaron Donald. Jalen Ramsey, Eddie Jackson, Derwin James, Todd Munkin calling the offense, Jim Schwartz calling the defense, Pete Carroll's the head coach, I'm assistant to the head coach regional manager. Offense, here's the thing, 
Offense is going to be taking shots. Defense is going to be take is going to be aggressive, which is the complete opposite of my Madden game because I'm just quick passing. But I want to watch this team. I'm not, I don't want to play. I, and I won't play Madden with them. But Noah, read off your team. My team is on defense: Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack, Jalen Ramsey, Jamal Adams, and Bobby Wagner. You're not running the ball on me. Not, I don't plan on running the ball no, on no, you. No one's going to be running the ball on this defense because they're not going to have time. to. Who are you going to double-team on the offensive line? That's all I'm saying. Uh, offensively, we got Quentin Nelson, David Bakhtari, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, Jason Kelsey. No, I don't have – oh, Jason Kelsey, yes. yes. And um, Russell Wilson. Love it. Who's your? You get one defense, one offensive captain. Play caller or captain? Captain. Who's your? Oh, you, you, you play caller. Play caller. I'd probably still Sean Payton. Still go with Sean Payton. Defense. Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. Your probably. head coach. Actually, no defense. I'd probably go Matt Patricia. You're joking, right? Nah. You like Matt Patricia? Oh God! Don't get me hyped in the line. I swear, if you pick the three teams that I hyped up last year, the Lions, the Panthers, and the Jaguars. And you're like, oh, yeah, they're going to do great this year. And they end up doing freaking great this year. And I'm just picking, <laughs> yeah, man, I really believe in the Browns and the Chargers. They just tank. I'll be so upset. So, uh, all right, pick your offensive captain. Um, one offensive captain, one defensive captain. I'd probably pick Russell Wilson. Okay. And defensively, um, Jamal Adams. I'm going Jason Kelsey. Derwin James, heads or tails? Heads. I go heads too, so we win that one. All right, guys. Then that was fun. Um, hope you enjoyed the intro. This is our first live podcast. We plan to get a lot more, but I lost, my phone broke. I've had a phone for six years. RIP Galaxy. One got me $100, though. Um, this was great. No, it was great <laughs> finally doing it in person. Um, Next week we'll be st- we're gonna have another pod or two later this week at least, or we may just save them because we're going. I think we're gonna try to go five days a week starting next week. Is that the plan? I mean, we can try. We can try. That's what I like to hear. During the season, you will be hearing our voices at least five times a week. Whether it's him hopping on talking about college football for thirty minutes, me talking English Premier League for ten, us talking football for four and a half, whatever it is, we will be with you five hours a week. Indeed. Indeed, Noah. This was a pleasure. As always. This is Nordinary Pod on the Nordinary Pod. Oh, subscribe. You want to do the subscribe list? Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Well, five stars, five stars, five stars. On We're on Twitter. At Nordinary Pod. I need to get that running. Unless someone wants to help us run that. I'm not going to pay you, but you can be part, we can get some free merch for you. Um, we're on. <laughs> on at Nordinary Pod there. Nordinary Pod on Spotify, Apple Podcast. I think most people have said we should put them on SoundCloud again. So I'm going to start putting them on SoundCloud. YouTube, we'll figure out the YouTube stuff. But until then, thanks for listening on the Ordinary Pod and Radio St. Pete Network.